Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. And good Tuesday to you and yours, Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin. In for the guys that are in Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. And boy, oh boy, I can't even imagine what it sounds like in that great city of Denver. They love their Broncos, and they have to be loving that Sean Payton is the head coach. Maybe he can fix Russell Wilson. They certainly hope so. Let's bring the man who knows that state so well, does a great job as a radio host for 104.3 The Fan in Denver, does a great job covering the NFL playoffs and ESPN Radio on the weekends. He is Chad Brown joining us here on Canty and Carlin. By the way, hit him on Twitter, Chad Brown 94 Chad, when you heard that Sean Payton was landed by the Denver Broncos, your thought process was what? Uh, why did it take us so long to get here? I say that for me. Uh, <laughs> us, the folks out here in Denver, we've heard all the flirtations with D'Amico Ryan and the second interview with Jim Harbaugh. Yet you circled back to Sean Payton. Was it literally just Sean Payton was your guy for the Walton Penner group, but you didn't want to have to part with the draft capital, so you were trying to find any other way to get this head coaching position filled? That's what it begins to feel like now. Like Sean Payton may have been the first choice, but the complications around that the draft capital needed made him the third choice in this process. The draft capital is what I'm hung up on here, Chad. I think about what this team gave up last year to get Russell Wilson, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a 2022 fifth-round selection that went to the Seahawks in exchange for you know Russell Wilson and sending players there too. And now we know that Denver parted ways with their first-round pick this year, and the number 29th overall, and a 2024 second-round pick for Peyton. Is that too much draft competition? Compensation, considering what they just gave up? Like, how do you build a roster, which seems like they're going to have to do, strictly through free agency now? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting way of, of going about things. Um, at some point, you're going to have to pay the piper, whether it's uh, decreased special teams performance. Special teams is typically made up of later round draft picks and college free agents. So if you're losing draft capital, where you will go out and get guys who you hope to be starters, then the guy who's, guys who fill in your special teams role, where are you getting those guys from? Special teams have been an issue for the Broncos for the last several years. So that probably won't be shored up this offseason. Your roster building becomes more complicated if you're forced to take free agents rather than draft picks. And obviously, free agents cost more money. So you got the quarter billion dollars invested in Russell Wilson. You're going to have to pay more to fill whatever holes you have on your roster and you've limited the number of draft picks you can make because of these trades for Russell Wilson and now for Sean Payton. Um, It's a very curious way of going about business, uh, but if Sean Payton can maximize what Russell Wilson has left in his career, it may be all worth it. He played in the NFL from 1993 through 2007. Now he does a great job. Put up 104.3, the fan part of their staff. He is Chad Brown joining us here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman. Hit him on Twitter at ChadBrown94. I know you play defense in the NFL, but you know a little bit about how, to, how quarterbacks can attack a team and how can you attack a quarterback. 
How does Sean Payton attack Russell Wilson to make sure last year does not happen again, Chad? Uh, they've got to have some balance to this offense. Uh, I think there was too much, uh, maybe respect may not be the right word, from Nathaniel Hackett to Russell Wilson. And he leaned upon Russell Wilson's desires rather than knowing what this offense actually needed. And what this offense needed was some balance. There was far too much Russell Wilson in shotgun, far too much Russell Wilson cooking, so to speak, out there, and not enough ground-based attack. Once Nathaniel Hackett was fired after week 15 and Jerry Rossberg became the head coach the last two weeks, they went to a little bit more of a balanced attack. And Russell Wilson played some of his best football of the season. It just goes to show that no matter how amazing of a quarterback you may have been, later in your career, when you begin to lose a step, as Russell Wilson has, you need a run game to support you. John Elway lost multiple Super Bowls when it was all about John Elway, but once it became John Elway and Terrell Davis, they won back-to-back Super Bowls. I'm not saying that's necessarily in the cards for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, Mm -hmm. but it just goes to show what a quarterback, when he gets into his later years, he needs the support of a run game that's a balance on the offense. Chad, you brought up something earlier about what what layer this was of the coaching search for the Denver Broncos that effectively Sean Payton might have been their third choice because you bring up Jim Harbaugh's name. Dan Quinn's name was floated for this search. Certainly D'Amico Ryan's, given what's been reported, was a top choice of theirs till the very end. What do you think that says just about the Denver Broncos' desirability of that coaching head coaching opening in, in maybe what – I guess, kept some candidates away from locking that one up considering they had been the first job open dating back a couple months now. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Houston Texans job, they've got the second pick in the first round, I believe the 12th pick in the first round, whereas the Broncos have given up their first round draft picks. Uh, The Houston Texans, if you're going to get that job, you have an opportunity to select your quarterback and get him under his rookie deal, whereas the Broncos have Russell Wilson, who's clearly – on a decline, we'll see if he can somehow get it back. And he also has a quarter of a billion-dollar contract. Mm-hmm. So you can't move on from him. So there's certain constraints that are just far different with this Broncos job than they would be, as an example, for the Houston Texans job. So uh, I, I, I think there was some of that in this process that all the candidates certainly love the very deep pockets of the Walton Pinner group and the possibility – being one of the highest paid or the highest paid head coach in the league, but you also had to counterbalance that with some of those issues I just talked about. Former NFL linebacker, now radio host on 104.3 The Fan in Denver, Chad Brown with Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. What is it going to be like with football in that state this year where you got Deion Sanders of Colorado and Sean Payton with the Denver Broncos? Uh, it's going to be uh, a season of incredibly high expectations. But let's not forget there were incredibly high expectations for the Denver Broncos because of Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. True. And we saw how crushingly disappointing that experience was. So uh, I think all of Colorado's football fans are, you know, excited because of the, the, the energy that Sean Payton brings, the energy and optimism that Deion Sanders brings. But they're also a little cautiously optimistic uh, and cautiously uh, holding back some of their emotions 
because of what happened this year with Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Hey, Chad, great, great stuff, my friend. I know you can't wait when it comes to your alma mater and Deion Sanders being there and the Denver Broncos getting Sean Payton to fix Russell Wilson and that franchise. You take care and be well. We'll talk to you soon. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I certainly appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, my friend. He played in the NFL from 1993 through 2007, now a part of 104.3 The Fan in Denver. He is Chad Brown. Hit him on Twitter at ChadBrown94. Joining us here on Canty and Carlin with Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, all you got to do is go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. I don't think there's any way the Packers would trade him in the NFC. Mm. And if they do go ahead and trade him, it would be to the AFC. I've never gotten to the end of my contract. So to even think about being in another uniform never really crossed my mind. You know we can go through a Tuesday without a case of Aaron Speaks. Like he does in the Pat McAfee show. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman in for the guys today. So we heard the report over the weekend from Adam Schefter on NFL Countdown on Sunday where he said that the Green Bay Packers may be sick and tired and tired of sick of Aaron Rodgers. They may be looking to move on from him and inquire about trading possibilities or trading partners and just cut that cord. Of course, you knew Aaron Rodgers was going to say something about that on Tuesday in the Pat McAfee show and he did not let us down at all. It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. Like I said, I was in, in Nashville, and, and then I'll be up here you know, this week playing in the tournament. So I'm not a part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind one way or another, then you guys and Packers, not in that order, and everybody else will, uh, will know at some point. Courtney, he also said later on that he is not going to make a decision. Notice he didn't say he and the team will come to the decision. He said he is not going to make a decision about his future until about a week or two after the Super Bowl 57 is over. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that, considering he's taking everything at this point of his career on a year-to-year basis and giving himself the flexibility to see what happens, what other moves may take place in the NFL world. Because remember, you know, Everything kind of stops after the Super Bowl up until the combine. The the mm-hmm. NFL world gets a collective break and usually head coaches are hired by then. You might have one or two coordinators that get filled, but it's pretty quiet. So that could be his chance to truly evaluate where things stand with the Green Bay Packers and where things stand with other teams that he might try to get traded to and lobby to get traded to. Because remember, he does not have a no trade clause in his contract. He can't just veto wherever the Packers would want to send him. But I don't think that they would do wrong by Aaron Rodgers in the sense of trading him to Siberia. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll put him on a play, on onto a different team that will handle the financial obligations that they hamstrung themselves to because this is Green Bay's only chance, Freddie, to get out of an incredibly complex mm-hmm. contract structure that they agreed to with Aaron Rodgers last offseason when they signed that three-year extension with him. And I just thought it was so dumb at the time because <laughs> you're paying a quarterback like he's at the very beginning of his prime when at that point he was going into a season where he'd be 39 years old. He's due... $58.3 million of guaranteed money as a option bonus this year. Wow. 
Wow. They gave themselves a good window. I'll give them that. It goes from March 15th until one day before Green Bay's regular season opener in September. So it's not like a lot of these contracts that you see come due where you've got to exercise the option by the third day of the league year. So it's not like they have to get something done in the next month, in a week or so. But I... To me, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. It sounded like he was, where was he, on a golf course? Is that what he was saying, Pat McAfee? He's playing in a tournament somewhere? Maybe hugging a tree somewhere, (laughs) you know, sitting cross-legged, singing Kumbaya, who knows? He, the tone where he was just like, well, you know, those conversations that I haven't, have not been happening with me, and that's interesting. So I just (laughs) thought that that was kind of, you got to read everything he says, read between the lines, read the tone. Too yeah. of his voice on that because that's an Aaron Rodgers who's not happy probably thinking, here we go again. Last time this whole thing went down, I had to stay out until the 11th hour before training camp to prove a point mm-hmm. and now he's doing it again or he may have to do it again if the Green Bay Packers end up pulling off a, you know, more conversations that are going on behind the scenes about his future and not involving him potentially until they've already got something lined up. That would not be the way to do it. One of the things about Aaron Rodgers, he's always going to be very good, according to him, of putting himself in either the best light or the victimized light. Well, I would love to work things out, but these conversations, they're happening without me. He is very, very good at trying to use the whole victim box and putting himself in it and letting everybody know, look, it takes two to tango, but I'm not the one that wants to dance. They want to do this more than me. He knows that until, and this is how I feel, until we actually see it. And you made the point about the Green Bay Packers wanting to move on, putting themselves in that situation, paying him that kind of money. They wanted to pay him that kind of money because they didn't want him to leave. They want him to be there. They've given all the power church and state. And Aaron Rodgers is like, look, if you want to move on from me, well, it's going to be on my terms. He's got to renegotiate his contract if that trade is going to happen. Because no one, as great as he still is, outside of playing at home in the playoffs or in the fourth quarter versus Detroit in the regular season, but I digress, as great as he still is in other situations, that's a lot of money signing for a guy that's going to be closer to 40 years of age, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. At this point, you do that for the Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows, and the Patrick Mahomes of the world. You're not doing that for a 39-year-old quarterback. I don't care how great Aaron Rodgers still believes that he is. So that renegotiation is going to have to happen. But if you're the Green Bay Packers, I'm still waiting to see if they're actually going to pull the trigger on this or if they're actually going to have a conversation with Aaron Rodgers. You know what? We need to find a meeting in the minds. You need to go somewhere else. We want to start over. We want to see if Jordan Love's got anything, and it can't happen with you here. Then and only then will I believe anything that's coming about about a potential trade or a trade partner because right now the only trade partner Aaron Rodgers has is with the Green Bay Packers. And since they don't want to trade him and can't find somebody I'll believe it to actually see him in a different uniform if that's going to happen. Any team that trades for Aaron Rodgers is going to need a multi-year guarantee. No one is sending first-round draft pick, multiple first-round draft pick, multiple picks, high picks, period, back to Green Bay for somebody who's going to be out of there in a year because of retirement, not because of anything else. It's going to be 40-something years old at next time, at this time next year of the offseason. Teams are going to want a guarantee that, hey, you want to continue to play for a couple more years and see how long this thing will take you, barring injury. And I just think that that's the reason – we know he's an elite talent, and of course, any team that could would want to bring him in, but when you go 
look at reality and think about how much that's going to cost and how long you might have him, that might be the holdup for some teams. So I know we've heard the Jets. I know that mm. all of the dots seem to be aligning in a row where it's Keith Carter, their offensive line coach and run game coordinator who came from a Matt LaFleur system in Tennessee and knows Aaron Rodgers. And now we've got Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator with the Jets. And you've got a young team that has a terrific defense and a great running game and weapons on the outside. Like all of this stuff is supposed to lure Aaron Rodgers there. But what about the people pulling the strings behind the scenes? What about all of that? Trying to pull off a trade to make sure that they don't get raked over the coals in terms of having to give up all of that draft capital, whatever it is, and paying a lot of money. He said he would rework his deal. He'd be willing to do it. Mm -hmm. But will he? How, will he and how is he going to do it to like make sure he's not making I mean to know that I could make $58.3 million fully guaranteed on my player option simply by opting into it hard pressed to say that I would want to go somewhere else and restructure that if that's effectively easy money for him to stay in Green Bay and just exercise that and speaking of New York because Nathaniel Hackett his former offense coordinator with Green Bay is now the OC with the NYJ back to Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show he addressed that whole thing about the friendship that those two have, even though right now they're in separate places. It sounds like there's already conversations going on. It sounds like there's already conversations going on. It sounds like there's conversations already going on involving with that and Nathaniel Hackett. And even he said, look, he's there in New York. I still got to work out things here with the Green Bay Packers. I'm not even concerning myself with that. By the way, we're wondering where he's at. Ryan Holmes hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and according to our Cronin, Ryan says he's playing at the AT&T Pro-Am at Pebble Beach. Wow, that's a, a great place to be when you find out news like this, right, Freddie? If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're probably pretty upset that you weren't consulted on this and yeah. then it breaks on Sunday, I guess there's, I mean, it's better than freezing freezing your butt off in Green Bay, right? Sure, but put it this way. Aaron Rodgers seems to be the kind of guy that if he was part of PJ Tour, he'd find a way to play live golf and PJ Tour against each other. <laughs> just to make sure. Oh, did I Keep say him away wrong? from that then. Yeah, well, put it this way. Glad. If there's, there's going to be money and attention around, Aaron Rodgers is going to find himself in the middle of it because he knows exactly what he's doing, playing everything against everything to make sure he comes out smelling like a rose. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, in for the guys today on Canty and Carlin. We go from one star across superstar to another star across superstar that has been completely the opposite of what we're used to seeing in the last three to four years. We'll see what, exactly what that means regarding that superstar next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You just knew LeBron James was not not going to play against the New York Knicks tonight after not playing against the Brooklyn Nets last night, part of the New York swing for the Los Angeles Lakers. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, Infocanti, and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. But what has gotten in the Kyrie Irving when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets? Courtney, ever since he's gotten back from that whole fallout with posting the anti-Semitic stuff from the video on the movie and then trying to double down on it, then, you know, getting his coat pulled a little bit by more than a couple of people inside and outside the NBA. He's been contrite. He's been level-headed. He's been a terrific leader. Even giving love to LeBron James because many people wondered, okay, Kyrie Irving, we know he's calculating. We know, understand that Kyrie Irving wants everybody to know that, hey, I'm a pretty intelligent guy. But what he said about LeBron James after last night, even though LeBron James did not play for that organization, I was like, wow, what is going on with a Kyrie Irving that loves to be that blank starter? And I'm not going to use the word because I like working here at ESPN Radio. But the fact that he said about LeBron James, what he's still able to do at his age was unbelievable because nobody thought we'd hear this. He said, and I quote, we gave the keys to the whole entire business to an 18-year-old kid and now he's 38 years of age, and he's still dominating. I don't think we should be surprised. I think we should congratulate and celebrate him as much as possible, continue to enjoy the show that he puts on, because it's not going to be for too much longer, end quote. You can look at this and realize two things, that Kyrie Irving is giving LeBron his flowers like the rest of us because we don't know how much longer he's going to play. Could it be two more years till Bronny James gets in the NBA and hopefully for LeBron's sake, those two can team up and he can live out that dream playing alongside his son? Maybe. But this could also be Kyrie Irving realizing that he missed out on his opportunity to play with LeBron James after he wanted out of Cleveland and got out of Cleveland and got there Mm -hmm. by way of going to the Boston Celtics. So I think this is a fair thing to look at and say he's leaving the door open for a potential return, maybe laying the groundwork for a potential return to link back up with LeBron James before it's all said and done and LeBron is done playing. I don't put anything past anybody, especially when it comes to Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, et cetera, et cetera, because both of those two guys know their talent, know their ability. Is it a, is it a foregone conclusion that LeBron's going to finish his career with the Los Angeles Lakers? It possibly could be. If things aren't working the way he wants, he's not going to want to be part of rebuild, and the Lakers don't show any way that they can compete for a championship. His eyes going to be scouting elsewhere for his final time in the NBA, whether he plays with his son or not. And you can apply the same you can apply the same line of thinking to Kyrie Irving. Now, full disclosure, I don't believe he should go anywhere. You wanted to make the Brooklyn Nets matter. You wanted to do that with Kevin Durant. You can't just turn tail and run away if you believe that a, a reunion can be possible. But when you got two guys like this that want to make sure they're in the best possible situation, that's going to help their game and that's going to help their brand, nothing is away. Nothing should be out of the realm 
of any kind of possibility when it comes to Kyrie Irving, no matter what kind of calculating move, in my opinion, this was by putting that out there, even though LeBron did not play in that game last night for the Lakers versus Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't think this is a matter of Kyrie Irving wanting to post up LeBron or try to guard him or what have you from an opponent's <laughs> standpoint. I think this is him looking at his last chance, realizing maybe the writing's on the wall for what he wants to do and can do in Brooklyn. I don't know. Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that the damage was done yeah. or anything along those lines given – I don't know, the last seven or eight months uh, Mm -hmm. of turmoil that's gone on internally (laughs) with that organization, kind of at the hand of him and dragging Kevin Durant in it, that maybe he wants a clean start somewhere else, playing with LeBron James. I think this is more, I want to link up with LeBron James, or I'm leaving the door open for that then. Yeah, like, I'm really excited that he's in the league. We should, you know, give him his flowers right now. I love playing against him. I think this is him wanting to play with him again. And to the point of LeBron... Mm -hmm. I feel like the bygones have been bygones for him, right? Like, because we know the comments, you know, of course, he was asked about what Kyrie said uh, during his, you know, when he kind of got defensive of being questioned about his tweets that were anti-Semitic back in posting a movie that had anti-Semitic rhetoric Mm -hmm. in it back in early or late October, early November, LeBron, of course, was asked about that. And I think he handled it very diplomatically about what, you know, where he stands on things, but also not, he wasn't like dogging Kyrie Irving in those moments saying, you know, grow up, man, this is dumb. Like, you know, and and nothing like he let Kyrie be his own man and kind of learn from his experiences in those moments. And I think that that might've been an eye opener for Kyrie Irving where, Hey, this guy still has my back. This, it's not like the, it's not like the bridge has been completely burned. Mm -hmm. We've heard about over the last couple of years, maybe there being, I don't know if reconciliation is too much of a word there, but it feels like that's in the past now for both of them. What happened in Cleveland, Kyrie wanting out LeBron going, eventually going somewhere else. And you know, Maybe they want to link back up, or at least from Kyrie's side, he sees a door or a window that he can go through to get there. Courtney Corner, Freddie Coleman, Infocanti, and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Here's something else that just popped in my mind when it comes to Kyrie Irving and what his future is going to look like in the final year of his contract with the Brooklyn Nets. When Kevin Durant gets back, we know how fearsome of a duo they're going to be. They're going to be a player in the Eastern Conference, and we'll have a big determination on who gets out of Eastern Conference and gets to the NBA Finals. When you have somebody like him, when it comes to Kyrie Irving, we know that he has a strong will and also a strong won't. But as much as people don't like Kyrie Irving, that is not the case with players in the NBA. With all the acrimony that he had with LeBron James, to your point, let bygones be bygones. Even in Boston, where he tried to pull a power play and Jalen Brown said, yo, take a good look at me. I ain't the one. (laughs) Even Jalen Brown was supporting Kyrie Irving throughout the whole thing, not condoning what he did, but saying, I'm, you know, those things happen. It's wrong. He did it. But I'm not just going to turn away. Whatever he has about him is enough for NBA players and really even NBA coaches that not too many people crucify Kyrie Irving despite things he has said, things he has done, unraveling, not playing, playing whenever he wants to. I don't know what that says about Kyrie Irving. I don't know what it says about the NBA. But I clearly understand that whatever he has inside of him, people do not mind to say, you know what, if he came to this team – I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Not too many guys that have been as controversial and as provocative in this sport like Kyrie Irving would get that same kind of stroke that he still has with plenty of players around the NBA. 
And LeBron knows he's an excellent basketball player. Like, that's honestly, the last couple months, everything that's made the discourse off the court go away, or at least go into the background for Kyrie Irving, has been how well he's been playing in games. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's we been all see yeah. that. He's, like, he's letting his play on the court do the talking. And I'm not saying that Kyrie Irving is not allowed to talk about things outside of basketball, right. but he's... He's quieted the own, his own controversy and the controversy surrounding him by how well he's been playing. And people like LeBron James, people who play in the NBA, people who form teams, people who have power to pull the strings, they're taking notice of that because he's playing really, really well. And when he wants that contract, based on this, not saying he's not calculating, but he clearly understands, I better read the room. The last thing I want is to be out of this room if I'm Kyrie Irving, <laughs> if I continue down that path. Courtney Cronin, that's her. Hit her on Twitter, Courtney R. Cronin. Freddie Coleman, that's me. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. As we're in for the guys in Canty and Carlin. Wait until you hear how much this NBA player loves his snacks so much. I guarantee you, you don't love your snacks anywhere near. That's part of three and out. And this is ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin, Courtney Cronin, and Freddie coming in for the guys today on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Since so X and Channel, tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. And we start with being 21 years of age, and that number is not just a number that Anthony Edwards, the star for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He had readmitted recently that he loves hot Cheetos, as in Cheetos hot fries. And he says at 21 years of age that he eats three bags a day. Direct quote, Chester's hot fries, the best chips that are ever made. I've been eating them since I was probably five years old. I prefer these over any chips in the world. Probably eat like three a day. You do the math. What is that, like 21 bags? That's how many I eat. Probably more, though, for real. End quote. So I've been doing research here. Cheetos hot fries are different. Chester's hot fries. Really, they look like Cheetos. They do. These are different than flaming hot Cheetos. Same caloric content, more or less, but Mm -hmm. these come in the yellow bag. They're ones that say like $2 only at the store. Yep, $2.29, depending on where you are. Yep. Yep. So I thought about this. There's there's so many layers here. (laughs) So I was like, what would I need to eat? What would I need to like, like love as much as Anthony Edwards loves Chester's hot fries to be willing to have roughly 21 bags of them in a week? And right. my new snack that I was actually eating during a break here earlier, don't laugh at me. It's good. Don't knock it till you try it because I know, I know I'm about to catch some, some heat on this. At Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. 
popcorn and jalapeno slices. Really? Where do you I get that like, from? I saw somebody doing it on Instagram once, and I was like, huh. Okay. I kind of like this idea. Now I'm hooked. Now it's my nightly snack. Right. Because you can get like a low-fat popcorn. Jalapenos don't have any calories in them, and it's not bad for you. But I can't imagine eating the equivalent of 21 bags of Chester's hot fries of my new snack. So I thought about that, and I was like, there really isn't anything that I would eat that often. But how about this for some shade back at Carl Anthony Towns? Of course. Who made the comment that Anthony Edwards' diet, quote, doesn't make me happy when he was talking about him eating Popeyes. Uh, well, put it this way. It may not make him happy, but there's one thing that will make him even more unhappy. This is Anthony Edwards' team. It's not Carl Anthony Towns' team anymore because that guy is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Each and every night mm-hmm. he's on the basketball court. I'm a Swedish fish fan, especially many Swedish fish. There's no I can eat three bags of that a day. I'd have no teeth in my mouth, number one. <laughs> but number two, sometimes a good thing is too much of a good thing. Anthony Edwards, God bless you. That's not for me. How about Derek Carr being named to the Pro Bowl? Now, there's no Pro Bowl actual game. It's going to be flag football. It's going to be festivities. Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders, they're having a parting of the ways. But the Pro Bowl's in Las Vegas. Named it a Pro Bowl. I don't know how awkward it's going to be, but if you're Derek Carr, Courtney, at least you get a chance to say one final goodbye to any Raiders fans that are going to show up. And at least Derek Carr had some fun with it today. Mm-hmm. His tweet earlier talking about how he found out about being, you know, the fourth quarterback at the Pro Bowl, uh, <laughs> more or less. I don't know if it's. I don't know if there's as many um, many quarterback changes that have happened on that side as there yeah. have been in you know the other part of the Pro Bowl where what Tyler Huntley is the fourth alternate. I don't yes, know. I don't know. Anyways, he said that his invitation got lost in the mail from past seasons, but he's excited <laughs> right. to go back. I think Derek Carr's playing this as best he can. It's just going to be awkward though yeah. when he's probably already mentally, you know parted ways with the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, everybody's Pro Bowl jersey looks the same. They might just have, like, different color, you know, insignia to represent their team. I just can't imagine getting fully suited up back in Raider gear again. So hopefully he just wears, like, the jersey, no helmet, nothing that, like, really brings him back to that dark place. It is three and up with Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman and Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The final one involves Super Bowl 57. It has something to do with the team's but more with Rihanna. She's going to be the halftime performer for Super Bowl 57. Well, apparently Marquez Valdez-Scanley, Chiefs wide receiver, loves himself some Rihanna. He wants to know if he can actually watch the halftime show when they're in the locker room and she's performing while the Chiefs and the Eagles have finished playing 30 minutes of football. Can't blame him for this one. I know it's impossible for players to sneak out of the locker room and go watch these halftime performances, but this one's rare. Rihanna has not put music out a full album Mm. since she put Anti out in 2016. Her song Lift Me Up, which was featured on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack, is it's a gorgeous song. 
and it's fantastic and it makes me happy that she at least is teasing us making music again but she's so focused on running a billion dollar mm-hmm. makeup and clothing empire with Fenty Beauty and, and her other lines that she doesn't really have time to be in the studio indulging us indulging Marquez Valdez Scantling <laughs> and his need for more Rihanna music so I can't fault him he's like she's right there man let me go and watch the halftime show what if they build a big lead do you think Andy Reid would let him do it no. If they're if they're, if they're up no. like three scores at halftime, still five minutes, four minutes, one song, one song. As my little cousin likes to say, Courtney, that's not just a no, that's a hell no. <laughs> Andy Reid's not going to let him do that. He may <laughs> let him watch it on the TV in the locker room, maybe. But I don't know if they would. Yeah. Like halftime ha- in the Super Bowl is so much longer than normal halftimes. Yeah, that so, could be an issue. In theory, I guess they could, but like we've heard Tom Brady talk about this before where you're trying to stay locked in and, you know, he take the rumor was he took a nap during mm. his Super Bowl halftimes. I if you have time to do that, frankly, I think you have time to go to a Rihanna concert, but I don't make the rules. So yeah. don't don't look at me if you try to sneak <laughs> out if you're on the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles rosters and get in trouble for it. I think we got a response from Rihanna. <laughs> You know what she should do? Perform a private concert for the team that wins the Super Bowl. They don't have that kind of money because she ain't doing that for free. The song's called Take Care. She'll take care of him. That, it, that was the joke. Yeah. If Beyonce, got, if Beyonce got $24 million for a private show in Saudi Arabia, Rihanna's not coming cheap. She's not doing that volunteer work. That ain't happening. <laughs> Instead of Super Bowl rings, I would rather have a Rihanna private concert. Just saying. Nah, give me that Super Bowl ring. <laughs> I, can watch, right. I can watch Rihanna on YouTube. <laughs> You can't watch the Super Bowl ring on your finger on YouTube when it's all said and done. And we're back with that. <laughs> Great stuff, Cordy, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Take care, Freddie. Joe and Amber comes your way next. This has been Canty and Carlin on the mighty ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.